Hey guys, 2022, look out, new year, new you. <laughs> I said that to Gray the other day and he was like, I don't understand that. I'm the same person I was yesterday. So it's true. New year doesn't automatically make a new you, but there are ways of making a new you. It is possible and that's what we're going to talk about today. Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to freedom. Welcome to a space of belonging. This is the Ash and Ivy Show. My name is Riley, and I'm totally geeking out to be here with you. I am challenging you to know your identity, find God's voice in your story, and give your life as a gift to the world. You have a voice and a message that only you can give. So let's do the divine work and make God visible through our lives and be in awe of what life is all about. So I actually spilled my guts and just had this big, um, response, I guess, just an automatic response of glee and excitement after I got off the call with Monique Gaffney, um, which was the episode that I released on Monday. And I never did record this, but I'm going to record it now and get on my creaky chair. I had to clear off my desk and figure out how to plug in the mic again because I recorded all of December's things in November and haven't been in this space for a while. And I'm, it feels good. It feels right and it feels life-giving and oh, I have so much to share about that. But today is just a little bonus episode. I wanted to share my response to what I talked about with Monique. So Monique shared about core wound healing and how we actually produce the change in our life that we are desiring because we can muster up all the good intentions in the world and we can try hard and we can strive and we can make lists and we can, we can do lots of things, but you know, and I know the truth about how hard it is and how easy it is to kind of melt back into yelling or believing lies or speaking negatively to ourselves or whatever it is, that trap, that feeling of being stuck and not really living fully and truly. And so, you know, when, um, I just believe more than anything that Jesus meets us here in this space. And so I'm grateful that you're here. Um, my greatest compliment that people give, is that the presence of Jesus is sweet and tangible here on the Ash and Ivy show. And it's, it's like, I'm speechless. It, it's more than I deserve, but he called me to this and he's faithful to show up for you. And he wants to offer this space. And, um, in the next few weeks, I'm just really, really stoked about all that he's poured in for me to give to you. And so I hope that you'll be here for it. Um, I, you know, I don't have a clue what I'm doing, but he shows up. He just shows up. He's faithful and he honors the women who come and share. And, you know, 
Monique talked about how he's redeeming and healing women all over the globe. It's time for us to rise up and be restored, reflecting the character of God that can only be expressed by women. And so it's just exciting. It's an exciting time to be a part of the movement of what God is doing. So I hope that you were as captivated and inspired to seek deeper healing um, from Monday's episode and just this knowing, this hope that you can step toward purpose and connect with God more. And when we connect with God, we know our truest self and we unwrap all the hidden gifts. We take off the mask. We shut down the lies that we've learned to put on over time. And, and so this is, um, this is hard for me to share a little bit. It's very vulnerable, but I wanted to share something that I've been through um, during my pregnancy. I'm 27 weeks, you guys, 27. Oh my goodness. Like it's flying. Um, but this is an example of deep inner work and core wound healing from my personal experience. And I would love for you to share any experience you have where something hard was healed because you surrendered it and let Jesus meet you there in that place. Um, be in touch, like share in our group, a place where you felt reconnected to truth, connected to goodness with, and that's what our group is for, for being there for each other to create community. And so when I found out I was pregnant with this sweet babe, it was like all my dreams for her. I, well, I should say I had major, major wishes, hopes, longings, beggings, cryings, tantrums, dreams <laughs> for her. I wanted her badly. And when I found out I was pregnant, it was like all of that disappeared. And in its place rose up fear like an ugly storm. And I was terrified of what people would think, what they would say. And interesting, in contrast to my first pregnancy, this time it wasn't because I wasn't married. You know, there was no stigma about that. It was because I'm older. My kids are older than the way most people around here have kids. No one was expecting me to have a baby as if I should have babies based on the expectations of others, right? But that didn't cross my mind at that time. Instead, fear gripped me about my future, about how I would handle the challenges of having a baby, how that would impact my other kids. I'm literally buying a car and getting ready to tour colleges with one of my children and then buying a crib and a car seat for my new one. But how would this impact my marriage? We, you know, how would this impact any balance in my life? These things that I'm pursuing, my dreams, my podcast and you know, it's just, it was overwhelming. And, you know, actually I never really feared how it would impact my dreams. This, these things I'm pursuing, because when I actually got through my muck and started to think about that, like being able to have a baby while pursuing my most authentic life, I like get so, so, so excited because it feels like such an enormous gift to be able to have a baby while pursuing and living my truest self. That is 
amazing. Um, it's like, seriously, it's swoon worthy. I just imagine like getting to be myself and a, raise a girl to be herself. And like, what if we got to, you know, speak on a stage and she got to be there with me and oh, it's so exciting. Um, but you know, on that note, like I pray for her identity often. I beg the Lord to show me how to love a girl. Raising boys is a huge responsibility. Like it feels very serious. Like these are leaders and husbands. And I, you know, I like constantly picture my daughter's in law and I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say about this? And what are they going to say about that? And they're going to blame me for this. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all do that, but I work really hard for my kids to know how to do laundry and the dishes and cook. And like, I want them to be tough, but I also want them to be gentle. I want them to be strong, but sensitive. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to raise men. You know, it feels, it just feels very big. I often defer to the dad <laughs> for that part, but raising a girl, raising a girl stops me in my tracks because all around me, I hear such hateful things about girls. Girls are mean. Girls are selfish. Girls talk too much. Girls have attitude. Jeez, like the girl's not even born yet. She's been labeled all these things. I had a drunk guy in a bar call her a bad name, like lucky man. I did not punch him in the face. Oh, I was so mad. Needless to say, having a baby is daunting and having a baby girl is literally beyond my imagination and beyond my capability, but not beyond God's. And he's been speaking life to her and about her already. He gives her identity, purpose, and value. And he has made it clear to me that she was divinely crafted for his glory. He met me in my fear early on in my pregnancy uh, and reminded me that she's a gift from him to be enjoyed and to use all of, of what he gives me for his glory. And, but before that, before he kind of eased some of that, I was facing this deep turmoil. That's really, it's really hard to explain it. And, you know, but over the next few weeks, as, um, we kind of got used to the idea of being pregnant and we started sharing the news and, and that kind of thing, my body started feeling the effects of pregnancy. I got really self-conscious and, oh, it embarrasses me to even tell you this, but I just felt this unwelcome tinge of embarrassment to be pregnant. Not, not guilt exactly, but shame. There was just this cloak of shame in my heart. I didn't want my husband to notice my change in body. I didn't really want to tell anyone that I felt sick and was having all these symptoms because that brought this just unwelcome attention. It made me feel awkward. Y'all already know from our summer series and our hormone series that I do not talk about my body or private things, <laughs> but, but that that's, I knew in my heart that it was deeper than that and that this was a problem. And I don't necessarily expect you to relate to that. It's weird. It's unique to me, but it's what I was facing. And it was, it makes me cringe and I hated it. And I wanted to celebrate this gift, but instead I felt heavy and shameful. And uh, I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't what God desired, you know? And, and really this is just a, an example. And 
for you, the nuances of my situation and my chaotic beliefs aren't important to understand or relate to, except to help you recognize that chaos and lack of peace, feelings of shame are not from God. And when we face untruths, it's extremely important that we catch them and we address them and we do something about it. We do something like we call it out. We name it. We face it. And so eventually I sought counsel. I called a trusted Christian woman who kept coming to my mind. I felt like I should call her. It was hard. It was scary, but it was worth it. And I've learned through experience that life comes with facing the hard, real life, abundant life, free life for real facing that resistance can become a little addicting because you learn that the life on the other side of it is so worth it. Why? Why would we hang on to the yuck in our hearts? Why would we be willing to spread that yuck to others? Like, come on, let's be warriors who fight for life. Okay. So, okay. So here's a super cool detail to this little story here. In a couple of weeks that I was feeling all this and I kept seeing a baby deer in my yard. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. I saw it several mornings, like over and over. And I kept hearing this whisper, babies are a gift from God. I actually started seeing this on before I even found out I was pregnant. And it gave me a little nudge. Uh, it was just a little sweet gift to soften my heart. It was just a little clue of what was to come. And I just held on to that deer. I felt very alone. I was alone and it, I felt very scared and I just kept seeing that deer. Babies are a gift from God. Children are a gift from God. And, uh, so anyway, it was kind of neat. So I made the, the appointment with this godly advisor and I got on the call with her and I chose that day to sit in the backyard in the sunshine. Well, guess who showed up? Guess who showed up? It's crazy. One, because it was in the middle of the day. Like I only ever see them early in the morning Two, I was outside in the yard and it still came up into the yard. Y'all that baby came into the yard during my conversation with her and just hung out in my yard. What in the world? Like good grief. Is this real life? Cause that really did happen. It just blew my mind. But here's the real, real y'all need, y'all know Dion. She was on, um, an earlier episode and she shared her very radical story of restoration and renewed life. It's just breathtaking, honestly. So I get on this call with Dion and she listened to my reflections, my woes. And like, trust me, before I got on that call, you need to know I had prayed for that woman's anointing. I had prayed for my anointing. I was expecting God to make it clear, show up, be known, take care of this mess in my head because I don't have time wasting my blessings on worry and fear and lies. Like, no, I am done wasting my life. I want to cradle my life in truth and joy and goodness. Time is such a thief, right? Like we know that so much time goes by without abundant living. And I've already wasted so many years following my feelings or go in with the flow, whatever just came naturally. And I refuse to live my life that way now. I insist on living it fully, embracing opportunities and seeing truth. And if I have to fight for that, which of course I will, because there's an enemy against me, then 
I will fight. I will. Okay. So here we are on this call, deer in the yard. And she listened and just really gave such rich feedback. And, um, but it reminds me of the core wound healing that Monique uses. And I also had just been through a healing prayer training last year, um, where you kind of learn to find or let Jesus touch wounds that are from your past and kind of dig up or find the source or the root of why you feel something or what, why something triggers you. And, um, it's honest, it's just practical, tangible tools that we can use to bring life. We don't have to settle for where we are. We don't have to follow the path already presented. We can choose new life. And is it hard? Yeah. You know, it is hard. It is hard, but again, worth it. So anyway, that afternoon on the phone call, we walked through a series of prayers. We kind of started with forgiving the past and making sure there was no, um, like spiritual bondage connected to my pregnancy outside of marriage, my first pregnancy. And we covered that shame. We released it. We prayed to release like sins of my family, sins of pride, things like that, things that can be passed down and just broke that connection through prayer. And, um, you know, honestly, just confession brings light to hidden things. So, you know, you're not doing some crazy dance, drinking something or doing ritual. Like, no, it's simple and pure. It's just a declaration of what is true and what isn't. And, but all the details of my session are not what I'm trying to share here necessarily. I don't, I don't mind sharing them, but instead it's this idea that addressing the unhealthy pieces of your mind is worth it. Getting help is always going to be fruitful. Coming into alignment with who God is and his plan for you is going to bring fulfillment and a clear understanding of what life is about. And we don't have to walk in mud or numbness, bitterness without focus or direction. Like we can be brave and honest light givers in the world. Um, and so when something yucky comes up, like seek counsel about that. Dion walked me through really powerful stuff that day and I physically felt lighter, but the words that she said that actually remain in my mind on repeat, I savor them is that our house is about to be overflowing with joy. I already knew my heart was filled with shame. I didn't need someone to tell me that. I know that I struggle with pride, but words give life and life giving words break chains. And so when she spoke about the joy to flood our lives, that's what brought the tears spilling down my face because that is the miracle God is giving. The joy, undeserved, not earned, but given as a gift is the beyond. It's the grace and it's what only he can give when I open my heart to healing. So I'm here for the joy. Friends, I encourage you to seek healing. There is so much life available. I love you.